0: Hey guys, this is Felicia Rose. I'm Angela from Sleepaway Camp. And Kill the Cast! Yeah! What's your favorite scary movie?
1: Hello everyone, welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and as always, I'm joined by the ever-quotable Jay...
2: Oh, shit. Was, uh, it's our top ten. I don't have a quote for ten movies.
1: That's true. And the Silent Hill biker himself, <laughs> Kenneth. Yeah, I'm here. New it and approved. Whoop! Yes. Uh, we'll go into that here in a second. And join us again. Uh, we we kept her from the last episode. Uh, th- and that would Chained be Carly. Chained in the basement, in fact. <laughs> Chained in the basement. Uh, putting lotion on her skin. It is Carly from Netflix yeah, and Chill.
3: I'm very hungry, but other than that everything's okay oh i would (laughs) have shared
2: my meatloaf with you
1: (laughs) she was eyeballing you the entire time i don't know why you didn't like think to give her some (laughs) anyway so uh we're gonna do our top 10 favorite horror movies of all time but before we get into that jay what have you been up to
2: uh i hit my 700th movie in my movie collecting so that was pretty cool and it happened to be a horror movie too day of the dead which now i have uh all of the night of the living dead movies minus the really shitty found footage ones fair
3: enough so that congratulations was a milestone Hell yeah, dude. you actually keep track of how many movies you own yes
2: Holy i have crap. an app that i paid 15 dollars for to do it
3: wow i <laughs> have i have the, I
2: have the yeah. same app and i paid money for it also so i can't say shit i i love it dude so this i mean not to plug something that's not paying us to plug it but it lets you scan movies by barcode so if you're in a store you can just scan it and it'll tell you if you have it or not uh if you're one of those people you can organize everything by format so you can if you wanted to collect dvd laser disc and blu-ray or something you can have it all organized that way you know what? i'm gonna Uh, test
1: it tomorrow and see if it'll let me put in laser disc
2: oh yeah you should uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty cool, and it helps me keep track since I have so many. I don't want need to buy them by accident when I'm out at the pawn shops and stuff. Yeah, you're not like What's me and, and I own
1: two fucking versions of. Uh, I own Arrow's release of Big Trouble in Little China twice.
2: Oh, well, so I, I did you, you ever see if you. that works on PlayStation Four?
1: I did not. I need uh, to. I need to look and see if it's region free or if it is. Locked I will or buy it D. from you.
4: It's a super good hey, release. I just said that.
1: Actually Jay said something to me a while ago about uh, it. But I'm okay. the worst at doing anything. I still have to go ship Jay's shit out. So fuck me, right? Um yeah, the app's called CLZ Movies, right? That's what it's called. Yes. Yeah. Yep, that's what I use. And it's fantastic. Fantastic. It's yeah, great for I'm like into that too. whenever like like whenever I put in movies, if it doesn't have that movie, you can edit any information in you want. So like for horror pack, when Carly and I do horror pack, uh the exclusive is not is is not in their database so i have to put in the information for it but it's great that it'll allow you to do that uh the only exclusive i
2: have is the dark below and that was in there
1: yeah but no the horror pack ones aren't i usually have to add them in all right so uh kenneth what have you been up to
4: um, to, 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 I got a new badass computer that is the exact same as Jerry's. That's right, um, baby. I got a new microphone, and so I got a whole new podcasting setup. So that just shows how much I love podcasting. Uh, to, 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 been getting movies. I got a really badass fucking Friday the Thirteenth bandana that I have never seen before. Um, uh, and other than that, hanging out with my kid, having a good
1: time. Shooting arrows, bows and arrows, living like it's nineteen twelve. Yeah. I guess you would have guns at nineteen twelve also, but still. Shut up. Uh and Carly, what have you been doing?
3: Uh, not much. I mean, you know, uh doing school work, wanting to kill myself over it, and uh regular work has been pretty busy again. Um but uh other than that, I mean I went and saw Winchester the other day with JP and you know, it was okay, but like those period piece movies just are not for me at all. But, I
2: I saw that as well. I felt that it relied way too much on jump scares as opposed to actual tension. And that just killed the whole movie for me as much as I fucking love Helen Mirren.
1: Yeah, I watch it, a period yeah.
2: piece once a month.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, then the jokes. Uh, OK, fair enough. Um, and as for me, I got a Laserdisc player and a Laserdisc collection from my dad. And it's awesome. Uh, not a lot of horror movies, but there are some good ones: The Frighteners, Silence of the Lambs, Bram Stoker's Dracula, um, the, the The original Frighteners,
2: really? Yeah, the Frighteners. I feel it like LaserDisc so was cool, already too. over when that came out, but I could be nah, wrong. Nah, baby girl, LaserDisc Laser Di- Laser ha- held on for longer
4: than you think. Apparently, And dude. Before you, but he he showed it on the camera before you got on the call, dude. It it, it looks fucking pristine.
1: i'm so jealous man i mean i've got aliens 2 i've got terminator 2 in full screen and widescreen. you hate that movie i know but i have it (laughs) Uh, i love that movie i I got a bunch i actually got a bunch of action movies like there's like uh, like true lies um all the lethal weapons uh, lethal weapons one two and three beverly hills cop one and two um there's some other sports 48 hours I think so. Yeah, I got 48 Hours. I got Blazing Saddles, Monty Python and the Holy nice. Grail, uh, Citizen I... Kane, Casablanca, The Maltese Falcon, The Third Man. The motherfucking Third Man. If you've seen The Third Man, you know how fucking good that movie is. Most of y'all have probably not seen it because it's black and white and old as shit. Uh, but it's fucking amazing. Uh, the original Cat People is in there and I'm super excited about that because it is one of the best scenes to ever be put to film for a horror movie. So I'm excited about that. Um, the, the original Star Wars trilogy. So that's fantastic. Blade Runner. I'm fucking up. I'm fucking. I love this laser player, And I've been watching shit on it. It's fantastic. So now that you all know what we've been doing. Uh, it's time to get into the the results for round five of the birthday bash. And yeah. of course, Kenneth won that with 24 votes for sleepaway camp.
2: That makes sense.
1: I came yes, in second place with 13 votes for Pumpkinhead and Jay came in last place with uh, seven votes for Silent Night, Deadly Night. Ugh. Yeah, so Kenneth, how, how played, do you feel that... that you, one wrong. You, you won a point. You, you waited till the last round to drop your, your fucking big name. None of us saw it coming and you won. It's not going to be a blowout. You have a point.
2: You know,
4: the biggest thing is that at that point when I realized, because I, I think I knew a heck going on that I wasn't going to win this, but I think going out, I really wanted to see what you two would bring going head to head. So I was just like, okay, number one, I just kind of wanted to go out with a bang. And then number two, I was like, okay, these motherfuckers, they, they better bring it. Yeah. Here's the doing.
1: thing. Uh, I thought of how we were going to do me and Jay, but then I thought about it and I'm like, well, I shouldn't be the one choosing because I'm going to be in there. So Kenneth. Mm-hmm. you won that round. I'm going to give it to you to decide who goes first, me or Jay.
4: You know what?
1: Keep in mind, uh, Jay lost that round.
4: i that out You know, when it really comes down to it, man, I mean, you know, you and I have a special bromance that we got going, oh, but uh, Jay, I want you to go first, man. Yes. All right. <laughs>
2: what was that? Yes.
4: I feel like
1: uh, I do better when I come in, when I come in second.
2: Yeah, you, well, you're always if, coming
1: if I, in second. Well, yeah, that's what my dad tells me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, all right, so I've thought about this one a lot. And originally, I was going to go with Night of the Comet because of how much Kenneth was like, oh my god, that movie's amazing. That movie is really but, fucking good. Yes, here's, and I'm trying to be integral about this. I've never actually seen the movie. Oh, fair enough. I can't argue anything good about it because i don't know anything about i could sure as hell bullshit my way through by reading off a wikipedia page if i want to yeah you've done it for like (laughs) 40 something episodes uh, of a podcast (laughs) (laughs) but i haven't seen it so my inside morality will not let me use that so i'm gonna go with the gremlins because that's the best movie out of everything i have less and i know you don't like it but I know it's a favorite. Amongst I don't. I don't hate fans.
1: the Gremlins. I just. I don't get excited for it like everyone else does. Well,
2: you should because it's fucking amazing.
1: It's a good awesome. movie. It just. All right, Jerry. What are you? This got? is
2: great. <laughs> uh, I have to. I have to say why my movie is awesome first. Give yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for something better.
4: I <laughs> was hoping for.
1: A, look at my m- list. More of a I horror should. movie than Gremlins.
4: Gremlins. I mean, don't get me wrong. Gremlins is good, but
2: uh, oh.
1: Well, it's good thing our sudden horror. death doesn't come down to Kenneth choosing. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's comedy <laughs> horror, but it's still horror. Like, those fuck... A, the monster design is awesome, okay? Whether you like the movie or not, the Griblin design is awesome. And I'm talking about the actual Gremlins. Gizmo's cute as fuck, but the actual Gremlins are awesome. It's funny. I, it just, It's good. It's It's a great movie. And the second one doesn't take itself too seriously, which is awesome, and it makes fun of itself because it knows that there's no point in trying to be a sequel to how good the first one is, so they just make fun of themselves the The, the time. best
1: thing that came out of the second movie was a key and pill spe- sketch.
2: Listen, Jim. <laughs> Jim? <laughs> Who the fuck is Jim? <laughs> You're Jim for the rest of this podcast. Do you hear what I hear? All right, that's, okay. that's it. You know how good Gremlins is. Okay. Fucking bull- I mean, so, just so we can have Jerry be sad, You want to sad Jerry. Uh,
1: uh, no, we don't want to sad Jerry. What we want when we're talking about horror movies, when we're talking about a year that that is defined by just amazing movie after amazing movie, we have to look and see: was there anything that started in that year that just birthed a monster, that birthed a franchise? And regardless of how you feel about this movie, you have to respect what it did because it it changed and evolved and solidified the genre of of dolls in horror and that's child's play you you don't like that movie i don't like it but you know what i can argue the fuck out of it
4: uh, it doesn't matter whether you do not like it or not it's I mean, still damn. like
1: just because i don't like it i can still say child's play is a good movie like, yeah,
2: I suppose that's true.
4: I mean, like, here's it,
1: and you got to think about it. Fucking, like, there are scenes in that movie that are generally like when uh, Chucky first comes to live, when the mother has him, and she's like, speak, goddamn it!" And then he speaks, and I'm like, you stupid fucking bitch. Like, that shit'll take you back. That shit'll make you go, well, well goddamn, hold up a second. Uh, it's directed by Tom Holland, who did Fright Night. Tom Holland's a fucking G.
2: Uh, and Don and is... also played Spider-Man. In yeah, Spider-Man I was Spider-Man exactly Homecoming. what I was. <laughs> uh, yes,
4: I was just about to pick up my phone and look.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, and, and then Spider-Man. It's one franchise that has. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a franchise
1: that has one person who's been writing for it consistently the entire time, and it started with this one. Don Mancini's been with the franchise since the get-go, since the beginning. There, and there's was, just is
4: he responsible for that travesty scene of Chucky.
1: Yes, unfortunately, that was one I think he directed, so that one's all his fuck up. But you know what? We're all allowed to fuck up. We put out the brain scan episode, didn't we? Okay, then shut the fuck up, Kenneth. <laughs> I think the only
4: yeah, person's did. fault that was was yours, asshole. Okay, no. first of all, no, no. no. All
1: you also called me the ah. next morning and was like, "Well, besides the coughing, I suck." See That's why we're well going to read the
4: button right here. Works. Yeah, oh, it doesn't.
1: We're we're gonna redo that uh, episode one day, uh, but nonetheless, Child's Play birthed a fucking franchise and is a true horror icon. One that when we when we take a picture of horror icons, Chucky is always in there. So I just don't see how you do not pick
2: Child's Play. Well, ag- if we're if as we're going by that, uh, Gizmo is an icon in his own right. So. Jared's
4: gonna win
1: with his two fucking movies doesn't matter it does matter chucky's got way more fucking movies than that
2: yeah well a lot of people only consider the first three so that's only one more uh
1: a lot of people liked uh when jennifer tilly came in mostly because of her breast i am wondering i'd like
4: to come in jennifer tilly
1: see kenneth would (laughs) have kenneth would risk impregnating jennifer tilly so what kind of risk that's not a risk that's a reward (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck! okay so nonetheless i'm choosing child's play uh, i think you're gonna win There's as my sudden it, but... death for for birthday year bash so we'll put the poll up and we will see who's going to uh win this I and, like i'm gonna go out with a bang though hey that's what kenneth did
4: i tried to after about two minutes <laughs> Wait, you're up to two minutes now? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's amazing what jacking off five times a day will do for you. Yeah, five times a day, seven days a week. Yeah, dude.
1: Anyway, so <laughs> that is birthday year bash. I hope you guys really liked it. I hope you had fun with it. Um, We will be choosing something else to do uh, that will also continue with these polls. So keep an eye out. I don't know what our next one's going to be, but we'll have something. And we'll all once again have to bring movies to the table. To battle them out. Uh, Carly, who do you think is going to win Gremlins versus Child's Play?
3: Um, I would probably go with Child's Play. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, I love Child's Play. I like the Gremlins too, but like you said, I'm not like crazy about it because I didn't watch it growing up. So I would have to probably maybe give my vote to Child's Play. No yeah.
1: Thanks. Kenneth, you get to vote this time and you don't have to vote for yourself. Look at that. I'm so you're going
2: to gonna vote for me? No. no you don't like Jerry.
1: You have Dude, to vote for me. Everyone fucking loves me. I don't uh, have to love Jerry. It's like a religious ex- a experience. I'll suck your dick. <laughs> I got these cheeseburgers. Okay, man. one, I've already sucked his dick. Two, uh, uh, I I make him, I don't get him cheeseburgers, but I do make him cheeseburger hamburger helper. And then while he's eating it, I tell him about the time his dad taught me to make them. To Amen. make this food, so you're not going to win this,
4: Jay. What even even without all that, considering the events of our previous conversations today, Jerry knows how to click, how to push my buttons. So he's going to win regardless. That's true. So you I'm going to win.
1: I got the I've got the bribe material. Is all I'm yeah. saying uh so i can be like kenneth i'll send you a certain picture and he'll be like yeah and for carly i'll be like carly i won't send you a picture and she'll be like i'll uh, deal
4: i think the picture <laughs> that i sent to carly was very very appropriate
1: oh my god carly did i tell you watson listened to the episode and then he, he messaged me and he was like did kenneth really send y'all dick pictures <laughs> yeah oh <he did. laughs> uh, fuck
3: Cause I thought it really happened too for a second, so I don't blame him. <laughs> like, oh Carly would have
1: been like, "I'm never coming back to kill the cast again." What
4: hey, the? I fuck? try to get that. I try to get the dick pics out of the way to begin with, so that way we can talk about it later. Yeah, I we like to start, start you yet. off
1: with disappointment. Yeah, exactly. All right, so guys, uh, we're doing our top ten. Favorite horror movies of all time. This is our personals. These are not the best horror movies of all time. It's just our personal favorites. Um, Maybe one day we'll get into what we think are the best of the best. But even that, it's still very subjective. So for now, it's our top 10 favorite horror movies. We will be going round by round, which means we'll all do our number 10s. We'll all do our number 9s. We'll do everything together as an incestual family. Um, But (laughs) before... Before we get into the Amityville two of top ten list,
4: let me say something real quick before we get started. Yes, ma'am. I real I will have to say, in all seriousness, it has been nice having Carly on the show. Oh, I
1: think thank she, you. I think she yeah, brings like, a a certain genus uh, quoi. I right,
3: don't know what that
4: means, but
1: I've heard it I don't before. Know and what it sounds it means good. Either, but thanks. It sounds <laughs> really good.
3: Love to be here.
1: Yeah, car. car- we just like Carly's going to be like the unofficial like fourth member of Kill the Cast, where we just go, Carly, we're doing this. Do you want to record with us Sunday? Okay, I got nothing better to do. If I feel like it. If, she's like, if she thinks this subject matter is good enough. Yeah. So, Alright, so before we get into our top tens, we've got to... We decided to give ourselves a little leeway and do Ooh. runner-ups. But you only get two runner-ups. Fuck that. I want three. No, you no. only get two, Kenneth. Okay. I okay. said strictly, we're not going to be one of those fucking shows that... Top 10, and then we go and choose two fucking movies for our, our number one. None of this cheating bullshit, Joey Fonte from Horror Mafia. We're doing this legit. <laughs> okay? <Ooh. laughs> so, with that being said, uh, the I'm going to do this in the order that I see on my screen. Because it'll be easier for me to keep up with everything.
2: No, I don't want you to spin a random wheel and whoever's name it lands on is who does it because he doesn't. Also, build, build a wheel and put our names in it.
1: Okay, one, Jay, I don't have the time for that. Two, this is not 1977. We don't build fucking spinny wheels because we fucking don't have Wheel of Fortune yet. We have Wheel of Fortune. You can just watch that. Uh, three, I don't, have, I don't have I don't have another number, number three. And four,
4: go fuck yourself. Cam girls have these apps where they put these uh these spinning wheels for different stuff that they do on their phones. We could always try that. Uh I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: But hey, thanks for playing. Uh so with that being said, uh I, I I guess every once in a while I'll switch it up and I'll reverse the order. But we're gonna start off with
2: Jay, what are your two runner-ups? <laughs> I don't have sound effects, but we should. I'm going to find a sound effects board for our next show. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) My first honorable mention is Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Oh, fan-fucking-tastic. Didn't quite make my top ten, but it is one of my favorite movies of the last decade, however long ago it was made. I'm so bad at keeping track of time. It's just, it's such a love letter to the horror genre and Cabin in the Wood movies specifically, of which there are so many. There's so many little things throughout the movie that are just so great that I pick up on every time I watch it. I pick up on something new. Uh, Fuck, I mean, just pause it when the guy's going over what monsters uh, could possibly be selected. And you'll see like 10, 15 Easter eggs right then and there. I just, I absolutely love it. And it's one of the best meta horror movies ever made. And it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. Fair enough. What's your second runner up? My second runner up is Silent Hill um again very close if you take away the fact that it is a video game meaning that it has source material that has to stay true to as a horror movie on its own it is fucking amazing i mean even as a video game adaptation it's not all that bad but as a horror movie on its own it's awesome the monster design is great uh the fucking gore and violence is fantastic and that end scene holy shit is that not worth watching the whole movie over all by itself I fucking, I love it. It just didn't quite break into my top 10.
1: Very solid runner ups.
2: All right, Kenneth,
1: what
4: are your runner ups? This was very hard. Cause I, cause like I said before, I've got three, but I'm just going to go with the two that I've got at the top of the three. Um, nightmare on Elm street. Didn't quite make it into my top 10, even though it does have a, a good solid staple into, uh, into my nostalgic areas, but, uh, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street's good. It's just, it used to be in my top, but Jerry's kind of made me sway my, my opinion on it a little bit over the recent years. You can't
1: see it right now, but I'm doing that evil guy finger tap thing.
4: (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, so I mean, but I still got to put it in there because it's, like I said, it's been a, it's been a good solid staple into my, you know, my horror watching. And then my second runner up was, uh, and it's hard that I didn't get it in my top ten because it's a fucking amazing movie, but I had places for other things, which it's uh, Hellraiser. Wh- holy shit, really? Yeah, Hellraiser did not make it in my top ten. I thought Hellraiser would be in your top five. Yep, it didn't. It God didn't make it in damn. my top ten.
1: Whew. Well, uh, Carly, uh, you've got to go up against that. i I got to take a moment to breathe here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I don't know if I can top that, but... Um... First up actually I have Jaws. Um, This is one that like growing up it would always be on TV and like I would always I feel like I would always watch it in like bits and pieces and I always loved it and um, I just saw it back in July on the big screen and I really gained like a new appreciation for it. I just love the um, atmosphere in it and the um, there's just some dark moments with uh, I, I forget all three of the guys' names all the time. I'm terrible with names. Brody, but that one Quint, guy. and Hooper. Okay, the one who <laughs> gets ate by the shark. Quint. That one, like he's the just, The girl yes. at
2: the beginning of the movie.
1: That's, that, no, that's <laughs> no, it's not, not Quint. All. What's her name? Uh, it starts with a T, actually, I think. I think it starts with a T. I keep oh, I keep to say Tina, but I'm not 100% sure. It's probably Tina. It's anyway. usually a Tina. I want you but to know, anyway, Carly, yeah, I, I look I looked down on anyone who does not have Jaws in their top three. So,
3: You see, oh, well. I have... Uh, You're looking list, down on me, then. This list is hard to make <laughs> because I feel like Jaws could probably be in my top ten. The only reason it is is because there's some scenes that I feel, like, drag a little bit for me. But other than that, I think it's got some great dark atmosphere. And, yeah, pretty cool film.
4: Alright, what's your next one?
3: And then my next one is one that I had higher up on the list... Uh, before like way higher up but um, I haven't seen it in quite some time and that is The Ring Um, I know some people judge me. Uh, American version? Yes. Okay. Just the sharing. American version <laughs> I know some people judge me for this because they're all like oh you gotta watch the Japanese ones and things like that but I, I honestly haven't seen those and The Ring came out when I was younger and I kind of grew up with it and it scared the shit out of me back in the day and I just like the uh, gloomy uh, dark like bluish rainy gloomy tones to it throughout so yeah
1: fair enough all right uh so for me my first runner-up is digging up the marrow while jay and kenneth were not as big on this movie when we did it i still fucking love this movie and i adore it and i wish monsters were real and i feel like adam green in that movie when he gets all excited talking about monsters It, Uh... it fucking there's a link there um, and then the next one, just barely missing it. Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Nice, Ooh. one of my all-time favorite movies. I watch it once a year at minimum. In fact, last night I watched Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy. Um, very cool. It it was so close, and it actually my my number ten kept getting swapped out uh, for this for for those two movies and another movie because originally I did have a third movie but I ended up dropping it off the list because I wanted to stick to my strictly top two runner-ups. So Abbott and Costello Meet the Frankenstein, if you've never seen that movie, it is great. It is the best out of the Abbott and Costello Meet the Monster movies. It's great as a comedy. The horror in it is actually played serious. Everything's played serious except for Abbott and Costello, which is why it's such a good movie. So either way. I guess it's time, guys. We're we're going into top ten.
2: Dun, 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 dun.
1: Speaking of sound effects, Jay, what is your number ten? My
2: number ten is "People Under the Stairs." Wow! Uh, so, film. so let me. I got to. Pre- I mean, I guess we already kind of said this is all just our personal opinions, but this list was kind of hard for me to make, and I just had to think about all the movies I've seen, all the movies I own which ones i wouldn't mind watching if they were the only 10 movies i had and so that's kind of how i came up with this list uh so it's it's kind of all over the place but that's that's one of them i saw it growing up and it's always stuck with me i have the scream factory release that i found in fye for like 10 bucks by the way uh hell yeah uh and it's just it's just great uh i don't know how jerry feels about it but isn't it is is it a Wes Craven movie, right? It is a Wes
1: Craven movie. I actually have the imported Arrow edition because when I was looking it up, uh, people were saying the Arrow edition was better than the Scream Factory edition.
2: Ooh, fancy!
1: So well, I, found I am it cheap.
2: cheapest. The reason I bought it, I the not care if it was regular Blu-ray. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it's got such an original story and such quirky characters, and it starts off super simple with like a small home invasion, and then it just shit hits the fan, and everything is batshit insane. All the way until the end with fucking people in bondage gear, uh, weird discarded children who live underneath the house, uh, a daughter or maybe not who's kidnapped, <laughs> but also like there's like all kinds of shit going on in this movie. And it's one of the ones I can watch over and over again, not to mention a fucking early Lawrence Fishburne appearance.
1: Yeah, I fully back. I think I think uh, people on the stairs is one, is his most underappreciated movie.
0: Yeah.
1: So, all right, Kenneth, what's your number 10? Dog soldiers. Wow, squeaking in. I I'm <laughs> still so very pissed off.
2: Owen Wilson wow right there.
1: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, Kenneth. Wow. I cried when I watched Marley and Me. Wow. Uh yeah, go. I st- I just got to say I'm still very pissed off that there is no good quality version. There's no good transfer of Dog Soldiers, and we'll most likely never get a good transfer.
4: Well, I've got the I've got two versions of it. I've got the Scream Factory, the one that you got, and then I've got the Steelbook on DVD. And uh, I don't have the Scream Factory version. I've got the first
1: Blu-ray release. Oh, I okay. Scream I
4: thought Blu-ray you had. I thought you knew no, I've Factory got the first
1: Blu-ray release, and it looks like hot fucking garbage.
4: Well, I mean, I actually, when it really comes down to it, over the two of them, I, I prefer the blue the DVD over the Blu-ray. Uh, not for the special features but for the the transfer but um you know it, it to me it was like it, for werewolf movies it was a toss up between that and ginger snaps because those are my two favorite werewolf movies and dog soldiers is just so much of a fun ride man that i just had to go with that one because I've, I've i've loved that movie since the first time i watched it and it's one of those that i can watch continuously over and over again it was it was really really good and then on top of that i just I love fucking British movies, so that was, that did it for me, too. Pretty sure it's
2: a Scottish movie. Scottish. The, the director's British. Oh, uh, yeah. fair enough. So. All right, Carly, what's your wait, number? Wait. What? Speaking of werewolves, if you guys want to check out the latest Top 5 Fridays video. Actually, probably <laughs> won't be the latest Top it, 5 at this time. Uh, it will be the I one that just my, released. <laughs> I go over my uh, my Top 5 werewolf movies. Dog Soldiers is on there. Yeah, uh, did you? So yeah, make sure you I check put out our mine YouTube. out
1: late and did an
2: experiment. Are you beating me in views this time? I don't know. I know I, you're I not beat you on fucking uh, the last one, though, which made me happy. Uh, No, you didn't. Yeah, I, the last time I checked, I did. Oh,
1: shit. Yeah, you did. You got ten more views than me.
2: Mine I don't understand so how your impromptu random video. No, you have twenty five. I have seventeen.
1: Yeah, we both have one comment. I've got seven thumbs up and you've got two.
2: Yeah, right. more people watch your shit because you're more active amongst our podcasting people. That's true. It works very well.
1: All right, Carly, what is your number 10?
3: My number 10 is Burnt Offerings. Oh, shit. Have you have you guys seen that one? Yes. Nope. Because I feel like a lot of people um, haven't really seen this one. Anytime I bring it up, I feel like no one knows what it is, but... I don't know. This is one that I watched when I was younger, and it scared the crap out of me. It gave me nightmares, and upon rewatch, it still has that same effect on me, and any movie that can actually scare me, um, I kind of have to put it in my top ten. And, yeah, it's not one I go back to a whole lot, but um, it does have rewatchability for me. Fair enough. Alright,
1: uh, as they say, uh, men who have the same small penis size had the same brain size and much like Kenneth, <laughs> I came in my number 10 spot with a werewolf movie. And that would be what I consider the greatest werewolf movie of all time. Silver bullet, uh, based off a Ke- Stephen King novel. It is a, about a young boy in a wheelchair as he battles against a werewolf that is killing people in the town. The movie stars, stars Gary Busey's teeth. Uh a boss ass wheelchair, a uh firework, a kite, a preacher that probably touches children.
2: That bottle rockets the real MVP. That bottle
1: rockets the fucking MVP. That scene alone is amazing. The werewolf design in it I fucking love. I do not think it's the best werewolf design. I actually think the howling has the best werewolf design. But this is a movie that I saw when I was a kid and it scared me so bad that for the next week, even though I lived on the the second floor of an apartment complex, I thought there was a werewolf outside my window every night for a week. Damn. Yeah. So I, I absolutely adore Silver Bullet. I ordered the German Blu-ray of it. And then as soon as I got it in, Umbrella was like, here's a region free Blu-ray with special features. And I'm like, you fucks. So now I've got to order that. So, okay, cool. Let's go into our number nine. And this time we'll start with Carly.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: I switched it up on on you. Do a curveball. Oh, man,
3: I'm not prepared for all this. Okay. What do you mean Uh, you're not prepared? Is there not a
1: list in front of your face?
3: Uh, There is, but like, I don't know. I'm used to going in order, but I'm good. Okay. Just got (laughs) to recover there. Um, Okay, my number nine. (laughs) Yeah. my number nine is actually friday the 13th and i went with part three here um you know i i'd say arguably part two and part one are probably like better made movies compared to part three but uh part three is one that i've always gone back to and um it's not really just because you know jason gets his mask and all that i think the uh just the way Jason is portrayed in this movie is probably like the scariest. He's kind of more energized and fast. And like when you like stab him or hit him, he actually like kind of grunts and it's just like really scary. Like I I find him as an actual man scarier than when he's a zombie. And I just find that one to be the most fun in the franchise. So that is why I would put this one on the list, but part two would probably be a close second as my favorite Friday movie.
4: All right, Kenneth, number nine. Um, It's one of those, man, that Jerry might think that this would be on my top ten. I don't know if anybody else would, but uh, I'm coming in with Cannibal Holocaust.
1: Nice. I know, actually, I didn't think you would put that in your top ten. I, I know you love the movie, and I love the movie, uh, and I love making love to you while we watch the movie.
4: <laughs> but I did not see that coming in a top ten. Okay. Yeah, man, I mean... I, when it really comes down to it, I mean, that's one of those movies that as for a while there, when I, when I first bought the DVDs, you couldn't find it anywhere. So I ended up paying, you know, I come across it for like 40 bucks at a, uh, borders when that was still around. And, uh, my dad ended up buying it for me because I could not find it anywhere. And that, so it's got a lot of nostalgia for me. And then on top of it, the gore in it. It's one of the most realistic that I've ever seen, Uh, you know, and that's getting past the the fucked up animal stuff. So, you know, I just had to put it in there because it's one of those that and I can rewatch from time to time. So I just put it in there. It's a good movie.
1: I agree. And Cannibal Holocaust is the movie that created this podcast. So give it up.
2: Is it? Oh, Uh, yeah. yeah, You were like, what did you think of that? We should talk about things like this. Yeah, and then you hated it, and then I and I was like, what the fuck? How do you I hate didn't, okay, Cannibal Holocaust? I didn't hate it. I won't watch it anymore. I watched it to see what it was about. The human stuff is good. I can appreciate what it did for the genre. I can appreciate it as an exploitation movie, but they kill real animals. I'm not down with that. Okay, well, there's a cut where they cut all
1: that out, but gun to your head. We've
2: talked about that.
1: Gun to your head. You have to watch either Cannibal Holocaust or Cannibal. Which one are you watching? And Cannibal Holocaust has the animal death in there.
2: Mm, probably Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, uh, Jay, what do you got?
1: Reanimator. He's reanimating cats.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I ran over your cat. Here's a $20 or whatever the fuck he says. Oh, I love uh, that cat's, cat dead details later. Yeah, there it is. Cat's dead details later. Uh, I fucking love this movie. Again, this is one that I saw uh, very early on in my exploration of of horror, so it stuck with me. The uh, the special effects are amazing. The dark humor is fantastic. It's one of the very few uh, Lovecraft movies that are directly translated from one of his works as opposed to inspired by. And I I just love everything about it. It's so good. And Barbara Campton. Sure, that too.
1: God, she's hot. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, All right. Um, So, you know what I was talking about earlier about people sharing the same penis size? Yeah. Me and Carly share the same penis size because I'm coming with Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter. Nice. To me, this is arguably the best story uh, for Friday the 13th. Um, as for character-wise, apart from Jason, because it comes to Jason, I think Part 2 has the best story for Jason. Yeah. But Part 4, to me, is just the best example of what you can do with a, a slasher sequel. It's got interesting characters. It's got great scenes. I mean, like, I can start screaming about a corkscrew and people will know exactly what I'm talking about
0: <laughs> in the horror
1: community. Uh, great kills. Fantastic fucking uh, look! Jason looked so good in that movie. So, and it gave us Tommy Jarvis, which, like, outside of Jason, is probably the next best known name uh, of any character in Friday the Thirteenth. S- true. Yeah. yeah. So, number eight, Jay,
2: back to you. Back to me. Uh, my number eight is frailty. This movie is fucking. Hey suck my dick whoever's making that noise this mm-hmm. movie is fantastic i fucking love it it's got an amazing twist at the end it's got a great original story uh fucking bill paxton is everything that is amazing always and he does a fantastic job in this movie if i remember correctly he he directed it too but uh i could be wrong about that i think he did but it's just, it's so good. And you don't see the twist coming. And if you say you did, then you're a lying of shit. I don't believe you. Um, the twist is yeah. what
1: ruined the movie for me.
2: He, really? Yeah. Why?
1: Because I just, I didn't like that. I didn't like that it went that route. Uh, it just, I, I would have preferred it to, I don't, I don't want to spoil it. Because even though it's an old movie, it's one of those movies that you really should watch. Because you're either yeah. going to fucking yeah. love the twist which is the majority of people or you'll be in the minority that doesn't really care for it and wish it would have stayed course. Cause if it would have stayed course, it would have had a stronger impact in my opinion. Um, so it's one of those, like, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just didn't like the twist.
2: That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, so like Jerry said, I don't want to spoil it because the twist just needs to be experienced if you haven't seen it, but it's just fantastic. It's not gory. Um, it's it's definitely in the thriller subcategory of horror but it is it's such a good watch and i have such a fun time watching it every time i watch it and i feel so bad for everything that's going on and it's just i highly recommend it it's fantastic all right kenneth where are you at two
4: thousand maniacs the original wow i yeah, the original damn okay that's another one of those man it's got great nostalgia for me and the movie's great I mean, it's it, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you would really consider it to be exploitation. Maybe, uh, Jerry, that's your specialty. But two thousand uh, maniacs.
1: Fallen it was it was made like an exploitation film. As for like gorilla filming and all that, um, like it was made like an exploitation film, but it doesn't. Like when you watch the movie, it doesn't. It has like just a small glimmer of exploitation.
4: Right, I mean, but you know, you can't go wrong when you watch a movie about, uh, <laughs> about this this crazy ghost town in the south that kills people from the north that roll through in these absolutely crazy ways, you know. Like, uh, there's there's one scene where, uh, and I don't care if I'm spoiling, I don't give a shit. There's a scene where <laughs> so, where they put somebody into a barrel, a wooden barrel, and run nails inside the wooden barrel, and then roll them down a hill inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic movie, and and it was another one of those that my dad's my dad showed me in the movie in the movie store. So I was like, had to put that one on there. I love watching that movie; it's so good. And then the remake that they made of it with Robert Englund, two thousand one Maniacs, was fucking fantastic too. Is it a remake or a sequel? It's a remake. It's a remake.
2: But
1: yeah, no, no, that fucking movie is fantastic. The remake is fantastic. I, that is one I highly recommend people checking out.
2: Yeah. Well, I just added a triple pack uh, to my Amazon wish list from your high recommendation. It's, All right, uh, I think it'll really Blood like it. red, blood feast, and 2000 maniacs on it for 13 bucks. Not bad. All right, Carly, what you got?
3: I had to go with May from 2002.
1: Well, I thought that would honestly be in your top five. That movie
4: was fucked up.
3: I've yeah. Never seen uh, it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do love this one. The reason it's not in my top five is because it's one I literally just watched, like, last year for the first time, and I've only seen it twice, I think, and, um, you know, like, I, I just, I feel, I shouldn't say this because it's going to make me sound like a psychopath, but I kind of, like, relate to the May me- character because like at the beginning of the movie she's wearing an eye patch and when I was a little kid I had that same uh eye problem and I also had to wear an eye patch not one as stupid looking as hers but like (laughs) so I can kind of relate and I'm (laughs) and you know I'm like a shy awkward type of person but I don't I don't have body parts in my fridge or anything like that so I just I find that cool about it and I just love the total cringe factor to this movie it's not even like you're not like looking away because it's horrifying. You're looking away because it's awkward. And yeah, I, I've, I've talked a lot about how much I like May, but yeah,
1: hold up. I'm call, I'm calling your cat. Yo, <laughs> yo, uh, Umaji, Umaji, whatever your eulogy, whatever your stupid fucking name that JP gave you is, uh, does Carly have body parts in her refrigerator? Yeah, no, I'll, 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 I'll PayPal you money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, According to, uh, uh, eulogy.
3: It's I'm a G, you idiot, because, like, I'm a G.
1: Yeah, I'm a G does not start with a U, Carly.
3: Okay, but you had to to spell it in a way that made it look like a name so that the vet wouldn't think I'm, like, crazy, you know? Yeah,
4: well, next time, don't let JP name your cat.
3: I know. How about
4: that? You ought to see what the vet does when I take fatty cat there. They they, they fucking love it. And when when I went to go get—I had to go get his prescriptions— From a normal pharmacy, I couldn't buy them there at the vet. So I went into the yeah. So I went into the pharmacy at Kroger, and I said I need to pick up a prescription for Fatty. The the fucking pharmacist looked at me like I was insane, and then they and then they looked at the bottle and started laughing. Oh, it was great. You didn't say Fatty Cat. You were just like Fatty. No, because I I knew. (laughs) I was just like I just went in there. I was like I need to pick a prescription for Fatty. (laughs) oh my god
1: that's fucking fantastic okay um my number eight is a movie we have covered on the podcast one of my all-time favorite universal classic movies creature from the black lagoon one of the most beautiful looking movies ever uh, the subtext in this movie is fantastic. The romance angle in this movie is fucking amazing. I love the design of the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Gill Man, if you would. I love all the fucking characters. Uh, the scene where, the, and I know y'all didn't get into it as much as I did, but the scene where the Gill Man's reaching his arm in through the uh, hole in the, the what, what are those fucking called? The, the porthole. Hole. Porthole, yeah, porthole. Uh, why do you know so much about portholes? <laughs> <laughs> I build uh, books. Yeah. You... <laughs> My favorite subgenre of porn involves a porthole. So, you know. Uh, and, and the guy's all bandaged up and his eyes are like flipping out because he can't yell at anyone to tell them that the fucking creature's hand's coming through. Anyway, I just, I fucking love Creature from the Black Lagoon. It is an all-time favorite of mine. Oh, God, I love that movie so much. Okay. Let's go into our number seven. Kenneth,
4: go ahead. Number seven. (laughs) I I really am at the point where I think that Jay needs to start editing the podcast so that way he can put his uh, his special (laughs) effects in there or whatever. Number seven has already been mentioned today. My number seven is Silent Hill. Nice. I mean, and to go into what Jay said, I mean... Silent Hill, to me, is the best video game to movie adaptation ever made.
2: It's pre- It's high up there for me.
4: I, it, it's a fantastic film. I mean, they, they changed a couple of things around, but, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Silent Hill game fan. And so the couple of things that changed around, you know, other people can bitch and whine about that, but, you know, fuck them people. Uh, the movie was fucking great. I thought it was awesome. I thought it had a great cast. Uh, to go a little bit more into what Jay said, the ending scene, I mean, how often do you get to see a woman get fucked with barbed wire and then ripped in half yeah. vertically with barbed yeah. wire? Yeah. I mean, it was fucking like Fuck. And then my favorite thing, more than anything else, is the music was the same.
2: Yes, they brought in the same composer to make sure.
4: Yeah, you know, so for that, for them to go that far, and then on top of that, I mean, if you ever watched the special features of that disc that came uh, with it, the director had the game on a had the game on a PlayStation right there on a TV, so that way the actors and the camera people could see how everything was shot, so that way they could do it just like the just like the game.
2: Yep. Yep. He put a lot of care into it. Yeah. Uh, not so much with the second one but uh, yeah it was A just for just effort. other than
4: that piece of shit on the second one <laughs> all right uh jay go ahead
2: yes orion 7 yes okay uh seven my number 7 heaven. is dead alive or also known as brain dead over in the uk they're uh peter Jackson's seminal gore flick i which he needs to do you know what my dream movie right now is Peter Jackson obtains the rights to Night Trap and turns it into a gore splatter flick because the plot is fucking ridiculous and it's just begging for some sort of funny-ass adaptation. But that's besides the point. Uh, Dead Alive, great. I gotta, hold on, I gotta stop you right there. I am okay. I am so down for this idea
1: that <laughs> I'm, I oh, am almost willing to start one of those stupid petition uh, things. That Change they pass around the internet. Yeah, change.org.now <laughs> dot dot no one actually gives a shit about this uh to make this happen because there's nothing I want more to see a Sega CD game that helped bring in the, the game's rating system get turned into the splatter flick that they always pretended the fucking game was.
2: Right? Exactly. It would be so good. And what you could do is don't put it in theaters. Put it straight to DVD and have a and film like every single scene, and then instead of playing the game, you could just like skip around, like have the movie set up, but then have it so you can do branching scenes via the menu system, and it would just be ridiculous and awesome, and everyone would buy it. Fair enough. Okay, I'm sorry. Continue what you were saying. I had to. Anyway, I just had to jump a in and support that. Uh, so this movie I saw as a young man. Uh, I don't know how old I was. Twenty. 19 friend of mine was like, have you ever seen this movie? I was like, no, he's like, watch this movie. And so he let me borrow it and it was fucking awesome. So much random gore, Kung Fu priests, lawnmower weapons. I kick ass for the Lord. Yes. So good. Oh my God. And it's just ridiculous and over the top. And I love everything about it. And actually, uh, frighteners was the first Peter Jackson movie that I probably saw. I didn't even know what bad taste was. But then my friend introduced me to Dead Alive and I've loved it ever since. And I just it's it's good. There's so much good about it. Also, me saying good a lot is exactly why I write scripts for my YouTube videos (laughs) so I can have more things to say than it's good. Uh, (laughs) Uh, But yes, it's, it's such an amazing splatter flick with so many awesome scenes and special effects to enjoy that everyone should watch it.
1: Yeah, that is a movie that is on the list of uh, movies Kenneth made me watch for the first time. Oh, fun. Yeah, so I, I dig that movie. All right, Carly, what you got for your number seven?
3: For my number seven, I went with Halloween, the original Halloween. Um, this is one of the first horror movies I had ever seen when I was younger, and I used to replay it all the time Uh on vhs in my mom's bedroom and um to this day i still rewatch it almost every halloween i've kind of chilled out because i feel like i get burnt out on it after a while but like every other halloween i'll pop this one in and you know what can you really say about it it's a classic film and just one that i grew up watching so it's pretty special to me in that aspect
1: i was wondering if uh you were gonna have that on there because i knew me and kenneth and jay weren't because we all like the rob zombie halloween more
3: yeah, I mean, like I love Rob Zombie's Halloween. The reason I, like I said, the reason this one I just have to put yeah. on the list is because it kind of got me into horror. So yeah. yeah.
1: Plus, you got him tattooed on you, standing next to the to the Dude. house from. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I had I'm to. I'm really going to kill you. In <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, what?
1: Not uh, she has this. She, this joke. Okay, she has this fantastic fucking psycho tattoo. It's fucking beautiful. Uh, so cocksucker Jeremy from 22 Shots, started giving her shit because the silhouette of Norman could also look like Michael Myers from Halloween. Now, I'll give Jeremy that that it could, but you're also talking about a silhouette. Yeah. It can look like fucking anyone. I could sit here and claim that it looks like any fucking uh, tall, skinny guy. Like, oh, Carly, you got me tattooed on your leg? That's so nice of you.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it could be
1: fucking anything, but I—it's a god that tattoo. You got to post that tattoo in the kill the cast group, Carly. Yeah. I oh, wanna yeah. See it.
3: You said that last time. I forgot about it. I'll have yeah. to do that.
1: Yeah. All right. Fantastic fucking choice. Uh, my number seven is my favorite Vincent Price movie. Does anyone know what my favorite Vincent Price movie is? House of Wax awesome. 3D. God damn right, both of you. Both of you had it right. House of Wax 3D is my favorite <laughs> Vincent Price movie. His his acting in this movie, to me, is just great because it goes... It, when he gets in the wheelchair, he gets very subtle and because he's supposed to be wearing that wax mask. And it's just fucking great. It's a very creepy fucking movie. The idea of the movie creeps me the fuck out like going to a wax museum and it's actually like real fucking bodies.
0: <laughs>
1: like, fuck that shit. Um... And it has a great fucking finale uh, when Vincent Price is like kind of walking around as when he's like stealing bodies and shit. He does what I call the fucking uh, creeper from Scooby-Doo walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I swear they had to have like stole that from that, but I absolutely fucking adore this movie and uh, I wish more people would would, uh, would put it in their top Vincent Price movies, but it usually gets beat out but it's fantastic if you haven't seen it please please go fucking see that shit. i actually haven't seen it the yeah, um, me i don't. need to watch it me neither oh i want to watch it though you fucking whores um i Listen, think I've gotta... you
2: know about me and older horror movies man i have That's a hard time true. Ooh, can
1: down we do a fucking them. can we do an episode on the podcast of it yes we can have
2: both of you on and y'all can watch it for, I watched, for the first time. Uh, what was it? What was the other one they remade where he invites everyone and if they survive, they get a million dollars. House on Haunted, Haunted
0: Hill.
3: Hill.
2: Yes. I watched that one one year for my Halloween movies and I thoroughly enjoyed that. So
3: yeah, I like that one.
1: I ah,
2: fucking love it. All right.
1: Let's move on to number six. uh, Carly.
3: Um, my number six. Um, I gave it to Joyride. Um, I love me some road horror movies. And for a while, my favorite road horror was The Hitcher. But upon rewatch, I kind of had some issues with it. So with Joyride, that's another. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like um, Joyride, it's another one that I grew up watching. And I just, it's got some like funny moments in it. But then it's also terrifying. I think the Rusty Nails character is fantastic i don't really care for the sequels all that much unfortunately i know a lot of people enjoy those but yeah the first joyride um one that i've always loved That's a great all movie. right
2: i like the third one the best because it turns into saw on wheels
3: <laughs> <laughs> it really yeah it does
4: I, the reason why i asked you if you were talking about the original hitcher is because i uh i prefer the remake really yeah
3: that's surprise. See, the remake I feel like doesn't really just do, and it's just feels like a watered down version to me a little bit. But like, it's okay.
4: I hear you. I mean, different strokes. I mean, because uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think I, th- I don't think it was the uh, the the actors portrayal of the characters that I liked as much as I liked the look. I like the look of the movie better than I like the original one.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that.
1: All right, so Kenneth number 6 is the Hitcher remake.
4: <laughs> it actually it actually was on my list and I took it off today.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Kenneth, you're number 6. Nightbreed. Okay, yeah, I knew this was going to show up. Yeah, Nightbreed got to be there. Uh so... I guess for that fantastic episode, we did an episode on it. So everyone should go listen to how Boone fucked up everything. Yeah, he did that piece
2: of shit. All right, I mean, go ahead, Kenneth.
4: If you want to, you can listen to the episode. I mean, it's a great it, it's a great film. the 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 creature effects were fucking amazing. Uh, the 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 subliminal me, uh, messages that are in there, and uh, some of them ain't really subliminal. Some of them are in, really in your fucking face about uh, about people and how we treat each other and things like that. Uh, I mean, overall, it was just a great movie. And then on top of that, I mean, I had to put. I, if I, I didn't want to put two Clive Barkers in the top in my top ten, that's the reason why Hellraiser didn't make it in there. So I had to choose between the two of them, and if I had to choose between the two of them, Nightbreed wins. So that was that's another reason why I was in my top ten.
1: Fair enough. All right, Jay, your number.
2: My six. My number six is number six. Night of the Living Dead, but the '90s remake. So, so hear me out now. I'm clearly basing I'm not clearly. I I've already you've already said remake. I just turned it off cuz that's I'm what you only, do in every horror group. I'm only basing this on my personal entertainment value. The original Night of the Living Dead had a way bigger impact on horror as a genre as zombies. It pretty much invented zombies. So I will never ever discredit its its contribution, but as a pure entertainment, just the movie itself and the content there within, The 90s remake is better in pretty much every way. They improved upon Barbara's character. They made her less of a crazy, helpless woman uh, while still allowing the strong black male lead which was amazing for the time in the original one. And Tony Todd does an amazing job in the remake. The special effects are better, obviously, because they've had more time to perfect it. Tom Savini does a great job directing. Everything about it is just more entertaining. It's actually the first version of the movie I saw, too, as a kid, which may influence it but in my opinion just everything about it is better than the original one as far as the contents of the movie obviously not the impact on the genre but again as a movie on its own it's just it's everything is better it's it's great
4: i can't say that i disagree with jay i mean don't get me wrong the the original was the first horror movie that i can remember watching but the 90s remake was fucking fantastic and I would honestly be willing to say out of all the remakes that have been made of Romero's movies that one was the best one. I think that the Dawn of the Dead remake was good but that one beats it out. and then the Day of the Dead ones were just fucking shit.
2: The Day of the Dead ones were shit. Uh, the Night of the Living Dead 3D yeah, was, that was terrible. Sid Haig was really shitty. Uh, the Crazies was a good remake though.
4: Yeah, But I mean I agree with Jay. That, that was a badass fucking movie.
1: I've actually never seen it, so I guess I need to oh, I need You need to should definitely that. watch it. And it I have really an autographed
2: good. by Tom Savini, too. It's one of my favorite things in my collection. Fair enough. All right.
1: My number six also should be no surprise, since you know how much I love monster movies and how much I love the Universal Monsters. But we're Humanoid going to the deep. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Close, but no cigar. I had to get Uh, it in there. It's a monster squad. I saw this movie when I was a kid. I fell in fucking love with it. It is my favorite horror comedy of all time. I absolutely love everything about this and you can kind of notice. I have a thing for monsters. I am very big into monsters. It's it's I ever since I was a kid, because I grew up on watching the original universal classics with my grandfather and you know, my dad would pretty much let me watch whatever. So like, Evil Dead, uh, and I got to watch Monster Squad, and I love it. I love the fucking lines from this movie. Wolfman's got Nards. Uh, there was a monster in my bedroom. Fucking uh, oh my god! If you've never seen Monster Squad, you are in for a fucking treat because it's a it's a universal classic monster version of the goonies yes it is yeah so you have you have to you have to fucking watch it so with that being said guys we are about to get into our top fucking 10 but before we do that we're gonna take a tiny break so listen to this commercial and we'll be back
2: all right, all right. Welcome to the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. Oh, Dave! Episode number... Dave!
4: Oh, what? the phone there, man. This isn't a show. It's
1: a
2: promo! Oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Wait, a, a porno? With just the three of us? Oh. Well, I guess I'm game if you guys are. No, no, no you idiot. A promo. Oh, promo. I, I knew that. I was just cracking wise. Okay, can we do this now? Ah, wait, looks like I lost my notes. What are we gonna do?
4: Of course, okay, look, I'll, I'll handle this. Alright, everybody, I'm Christian, you may know me from TJF13, this guy over here, that's Dave Z, you may know him from Banana Laser, the Skeleton Crew, the ABCs of Hidden Horror, and this guy, this guy over here, that's Brandon. That's Brandon?
2: That's it? That sucks, man. Yeah, what the hell's with that? There's nothing else you can say?
4: No, not really. Well, he's quick with a joke.
2: Or a light of your smoke. Ugh. But there's some
4: place that I'd rather be.
2: Ah, who cares about us? Let's say
1: something about the cast.
2: Okay, cool. We're the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast. We review, dissect, critique, and make fun of horror movies new and old.
1: Sounds a little bit cliche, but I guess it's okay. Dave, why don't you tell them a little bit about some of our big shows, like the 40 Years of Horror, our Top 50 Slashers, even our classic format of pairing a new and an old movie together.
2: Yeah, and how I have to edit like three, four-hour shows twice a month just because we watch and review so damn much. Yeah, and how we do feature-length reviews, shorter-length, round-robin reviews, top 20 topics, and a lot of fun interaction with listeners. That about covers it. All right, sounds good, guys.
4: I knew we could do it.
2: Tell the fine folks out there where to find us, Dave. Oh, yeah. Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast can be found on horophilia.com, the Horophilia Network, LegionPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere that fine podcasts are heard. All right, that's a wrap.
4: Now, guys, tell me, what's the deal with this uh, porno? Are you the caboose or the engine? Them's the jokes, folks.
1: (laughs) All right, so let's get into our top five. Jay kick us off with that top 5. What do you got?
2: I got number 5 and it is the thing. Okay, little little, little <laughs> low, uh,
1: <laughs> a little low. A little, little low should have been should have been
2: closer to number 1, but I'll let it no, slide. What do you got? It, I Listen, we've discussed this movie plenty of times. What else can be said that hasn't already been said? It's OK, fair special enough. effects, the story, the acting, everything about it is just so good. I just see I real I'm going to start writing out reviews for the show that I'm gonna. I'm going to script our fucking show so I can just be more coherent. But it's just the tension that the movie builds is so organic and awesome. You know, you don't know what's going on until you've already watched the movie. And then once you rewatch the movie, sure, you know what's going on, but the the scenery and the imagery and the acting is so good that you don't even care that you know what's happening just because of how fun of a ride the movie is. 100%.
1: I I can't disagree with any of that. All right, Kenneth, what's your number five? The Hills Have Eyes. Original or remake? Original. Wow, I can... I've flabbergasted i did not uh, kenneth has been killing me tonight man i thought i had him pegged and here i am
4: being the one that's getting pegged Wait, no there will be no pegging <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> damn it i tried to slip it in there <laughs> don't worry my one and two won't surprise you at all that's well, true. my
4: number one
2: well. my number oh, but, my top fucking
1: four won't surprise y'all
4: but uh no, I mean, The Hills Have Eyes is one of those that's nostalgic to me, again. I mean, there's the majority of my favorite movies have nostalgia to them because there's, I have so many good memories with me and my dad or me and my mom watching these movies. And I, and I think it's one of those things where you can sit there and, and, and I don't know how many people out there in, in, in the horror world know what it's like I mean, because there could be a lot, I don't know, but for me, the fact that my parents you know were and it may even sound bad to some people out there considering all the bullshit that's going on now, but my 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 parents really encouraged you know me being creative and really enjoying this genre, and so some of my best memories of from my childhood are with my parents and that and there's not a lot of people out there nowadays that can say some of the best some of the best memories that they have are with their parents. And That's very I, true. Right. And I'm and I feel like I'm one of those lucky people that can say I have some really, really great memories of my childhood with my parents. And, and you know, a lot of it's centered around some of my favorite movies. And The Hills Have Eyes is another one. I mean, and not to mention, I mean, the storyline behind it's great. You know, when you got people stuck in the desert somewhere and they come across a, a, a family like that, I mean, it's the precursor for a lot of the movies that we have now that that we enjoyed like wrong turn and some and and others so i mean that's that's the reason but the biggest main reason why i went with it is because of the the fond memories that i have with the movie fair enough i love the original hills have eyes so much
1: so i i i just love the way that movie fucking looks it's so fucking raw and dirty
3: i've never seen it i actually prefer the remake on that one that's one of the rare cases where i like the remake better it's a fantastic remake.
2: Mm-hmm. I've yeah. only seen the remake. I keep meaning to watch the original. And I never get around to it.
4: And I'm not going to deny the remake was really good. There was a time when uh, I don't. I think Jerry was there where where we we me and Jerry were I th- yeah for definitely we were hanging out at a friend of ours house like all the time and that movie was constantly playing. Yep. Yeah.
1: All right, Carly. What is your number five?
3: my number five is the texas chainsaw massacre part two uh i just you know i just find this one to be fun and very rewatchable and for some reason i just love the radio station setting like i like that about movies like the fog as well i just like that laid back radio station place or whatever you want to call that and have you um, seen
2: pontypool then
3: no, I haven't.
2: Oh, that takes place entirely in a radio station, and it's fucking phenomenal.
3: Really? I'll have to yes. check that out. But yeah, I mean, like, this movie, it definitely has, like, some problems to it, but um, at the same time, I just really enjoy it. Uh, I love the first one, too, don't get me wrong, but I would definitely rewatch this one more just because it's the more fun one out of the two.
1: I'm half and half on that movie. I really like Stretch. I really like Chopped Tot. Mm-hmm. I fucking hate Dennis Quaid's character. Or Dennis yeah. Quaid, Dennis Quaid is here. Yeah. Dennis,
3: Dennis Hopper.
1: Dennis yeah, him. Yeah. Fucking not Dennis Quaid, Jesus. <laughs> uh I fucking hate his character. Um And
3: I would I I agree that is definitely the one thing that I don't like about it. But yeah, I I don't know.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, so whatever. All right. So my number 5, I I know I'm almost positive neither J or Carly have seen this. Kenneth has, uh, because I made him watch it. And that's uh, Matango, uh, mm-hmm. which is a, a movie by Toho Studios. It is done by the same people who've done like all the original Godzilla movies. It's directed by Ishiro Honda, Edgy, edgy Super Ride did the special effects. Um, I absolutely love this movie. It is a precursor to The Thing for me, just on how it treats paranoia. And how paranoia really is the disease of the unarmed. Like, and how much it grows. It came out in America as "Tack of the Mushroom People, which is a terrible fucking name. <laughs> um, but it's one that I, I so highly recommend. I know 10 out of 10 Derek's with me. He fucking loves Matango. And it is a movie that I highly... See. If you like psychological films, if you like uh, movies that are really driven off paranoia and humans turning on each other... It's one you have to fucking see. Um, so if you if you like the Toho science fiction movies or you like paranoid-induced psychological movies, definitely fucking check it out and don't let the name Attack of the Mushroom People ruin it for you. Because I know mm-hmm. there's going to be some people that are going to be like, Attack of the fucking Mushroom People, get the fuck out of here. Either way. It was
4: actually a good movie. Uh, it was very strange, but it was actually a good movie.
1: Yeah. So, all right, let's jump back into it with number four. Kenneth, number four.
4: My number four is the Evil Dead remake. Oh, shit.
1: Wow. I can't it, I can't
4: say anything bad about that. That movie was so fucking good. Don't get me wrong. I love the original movies. I do. I think they're great movies. But for a remake... I, I have to give that one credit that that movie was fucking phenomenal and uh, you know I, I got a very 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 soft spot in my heart for that movie because I went to the theater in Panama City with Jerry to see that yep and when we when we both were in the theater watching it I mean it was just I, I mean I was just blown away by it. It was so fucking good because we, we were so skeptical we were like they're
1: they're gonna fuck this up. There's right, no way you how do you fucking remake Evil Dead and like, oh, well, they changed some names around and we're just all like, all right, they're fucking up already. And we were wrong. We were so fucking wrong. That to me is one of not only one of the best uh post 2000 horror movies, but it's one of the greatest remakes ever. Yeah, I
2: 100 percent agree with everything you both have said. It's yeah. so good.
4: And 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 I think that that movie deserves the credit where it's due. I I really do. It was so good, hundred percent. All right, Carly, what's your number four?
3: My number four is Phantasm. You know, this is one that I rewatched quite a bit, and I saw it for the first time when I was thirteen. I remember I watched this one and Suspiria back to back. Back on when Netflix God, had damn, that's good a double feature. Like i know i know Holy and shit. i like i was actually blown away by both of them and phantasm is just what i just love the characters and if you could tell that they were like good friends in real life you could tell that it's just a bunch of buddies making this movie together and I, I can't say enough good things i love it and it'll probably be my next tattoo on my lego horror so yeah
1: god yeah that's a fantastic fucking choice i love that movie
3: all right, Jay, what All are you right.
1: bringing for your number whore?
2: My <laughs> uh, Frankenhooker. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so I mentioned this that it it might make its way to my list, and it did. And after lots of contemplation, I gave it the number four spot. And that movie is Get Out. I've, Good I've, I've i I've talked about this movie. Ad I knew this. I knew this would make your top five. I knew I, it would make your fucking top 5 with how much you've talked about it. I I just listen. I can't get over how amazing this movie is. And there's a lot of people who don't get it and I and there's not- a lot
1: of people who just hate it because they're white and they think it's overblown so, because of the racial thing and I'm just like get the fuck over it. Did you watch Stepford Wives and be like, "No, nah, f- no, this movie's just trying to push some feminist agenda just like the whole idea that horror movies cannot have a political message or any kind of important social relevance is fucking stupid
2: well that went out the window when they fucking made night of the living dead and every sequel after that that always had a uh, social commentary exactly underlying the zombie action i fucking but, love I don't I don't night of living I dead know. but i hate get out i don't i don't
4: know I don't understand how you uh, – uh, getting past the, the idiots that have that racial bullshit. I don't understand how you can't get what the movie's going. I thought it was pretty fucking straightforward myself. So,
2: listen, it is straightforward. So what I mean I, – I try not to use the you just don't get it line because that sounds super fucking pretentious. It's not you don't get it. It's you don't it want really to hard, get it. Right. It is really hard for a lot of white people to understand how it feels – to be in a situation like that outside of the trying to have your body kidnapped, (laughs) obviously, because you just, you don't experience it. Like it doesn't matter what you've been through as a white person. I've been through a lot of shit. I've, I've grown up in shitty neighborhoods. I've dealt with some shit, but it doesn't matter how much shit you've dealt with. You cannot feel the same way a black person feels when they're being treated badly by racist and stereotyped, People, You just can't. It doesn't matter what you've been through. You can't experience it because you're not black. I'm able to at least on some level relate with these people. And so the movie had such a huge impact on I have black relatives because my grandmother remarried a couple times. And so my uncle is black. And I've seen the way he gets treated. I've seen the way my black friends get treated. So I can relate to the underlying racist tones of people who are acting as if their intentions are good on the surface, but underneath still don't give a shit about you because of your color, that your skin. And it's just, it's such a powerful movie in that regard. And it's really fucking clever. There's a lot of little shit that he puts in there that you pick up on every time you watch the movie. And I've watched it, uh, uh, three or four times now and it's every time I pick up a little something a little something extra whether it's a music cue or uh, a, a line a character says or just a shot that references a later event in the movie anything like that I just pick up on it. There's even a fucking uh, what is it the movie The Shining there's a Shining reference in it uh, when he's talking to his friend at the airport they call it a flight number and it's uh, the hotel's room number from The Shining. 1401? So, does yeah, there you go. I don't know. I don't even Whatever. like The Shining, <laughs> so I don't know why I
4: know that. Well, see, I I, the the crazy thing to me about that movie is that, you know, I was one of the people that didn't understand uh, that didn't understand, and I'll admit it, that didn't understand the th- some of the things that black people go through on a regular basis. Obviously, because I'm white, but on top of that, I mean, I think the movie does a fantastic fucking job of, of showing you exactly what it is. And it's like, after I got done watching that movie, I'm like, or, or in pieces of it while I was watching it, I was like, Oh, okay. I get it now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, and, and so for, to sit there and, and, and see people, cause I know there's going to be those, those, those assholes out there that are just like, Oh, whatever. This is just a product of now or whatever else it may be. But, the point is, is that it's a very, very good product of now, and people should fucking watch the goddamn movie and and, and take the message that it's trying to put out. It, it is so fucking good.
2: I agree, and I see people they'll say, "Oh, it's not original at all. It's a fucking rip on the Stepford Wives or Skeleton Key." Uh, first of all, in these groups where people say stuff like that, I never ever see them mention Stepford Wives or Skeleton Key outside of using it to critique Get Out. So clearly, they don't give a shit about those movies. Stepford Wives is robots um, replacing humans so that they can have the wives they want, not taking somebody's body so you can have better physical abilities because that's what you perceive the race to be. Uh, So that's, in my opinion, it's completely different. It's the only same theme is being replaced. That's it. There's not... I I disagree with you. I think
1: there is actually a lot of similarities between Stepford Wives and Get Out. To me... It's like saying that's to me. It's the Hunger Games versus Battle Royale, but those are literally the same exact plot. I, this is the same plot except fucking switching out. Uh, but it's not the same
2: plot. They women and get rid of their, They completely e- get rid of their wives in place of androids that do whatever they want. These people are, are completely getting rid of black people. Somebody's. They're taking somebody's consciousness, forcing it to live inside of their body while physically having control of their body. That's way. Yeah. They're
1: getting rid of a black person. Just like they're
2: getting rid of their wife to replace. But they're not doing it to make the black people more complacent. They're doing it because they want a new body. Uh, There's an argument there. I I think in
1: general, overall, they could be doing it to make black people more complacent because when all the black people are actually white people, they will all be complacent in the eyes of those white people.
2: Hmm. I Maybe we should do a get out episode and go into <laughs> horror, horror Coliseum
1: right. Stepford Wives versus
4: get out.
2: Oh, well, get out wins. We've yeah, get out would win already, but still. <laughs> but,
4: but you know, uh, I, I, I'm just sticking with that. I, I gotta say this since we're on the subject, but you know, the, the idea of being a person trapped deep down inside your own body while somebody else is controlling it. Can you? It,
2: Think about how fucked up that is. It's really fucked up. But then on top of it, it's a fucking white person, and you're a black person. <laughs> right, man. I
4: mean, the whole idea behind that I think, is
2: just like, oh my
4: god, man. I can't even. I can't even fathom how fucked up that up. would be.
1: Jay, all I can think about <laughs> is is Dragon Ball Z abridged Piccolo.
2: I I had watched only a bit of it, so you'll have oh, to god be. Oh God damn it. Uh, there, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: in Dragon Ball Z, how Piccolo merges with Kami and then merges with Nail. Yeah, they yeah. really play up the merging with Nail. And so Nail will talk to him all the time and be like, you're really fucked here. And Bigelow will be like, shut up. <laughs> That's, funny. <laughs> That's funny. That's what it made me think of. So yeah, oh, okay. we might have to do an episode on Get Out. But I, honestly, it's, there's so much stuff in Get Out, it's almost intimidating to try to like think about even like, Oh,
2: come on. You guys have it. done two really deep dive episodes without me. And this is a movie I fucking love. we uh, we need we, I, we need to do it.
1: All right, fair enough.
2: Um, but yeah, so number four is Get Out. <laughs> Jerry, okay. What's your number four?
1: Uh, mine is okay. So this is everyone knows I love older movies. Well, this is the oldest movie on my list.
2: Nosferatu.
1: No, but Kenneth knows what it is. Kenneth, what would the oldest movie on my list be?
4: Uh, shit, dude! I fucking you put me on a spot and I'm drawing a blank. God From damn. the 30s, we
1: reviewed it. I've reviewed it. The Black Cat, the Black Cat, featuring Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff. The Black Cat is perfect when it comes to acting. It is perfect when it comes to story. It is perfect when it comes to cinematography. It is perfect when it comes to there. There's one like fucked up. There's one thing in there that I don't like that uh, deals with why some random chick just passes out randomly, but. Everything in this movie is just fucking great. They get away with shit I can't believe they got away with in the fucking early 30s. Um I I fucking love this movie. To me, it is the it is one of the most fucked up movies I have ever seen for a movie that came out before, you know, Night of the Living Dead, cuz Night of the Living Dead is the movie that really is the turning point for the change in horror. And I mean, there was some, some stuff before it, but nothing, nothing like this. Um,
4: it's a great fucking movie.
1: It, it is. It is fantastic. I highly, it's not that long of a movie. It It is. If you like satanic cult movies, you will like this. And just Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi, their first time actually acting together is fucking phenomenal. I fucking love this movie. Now, Carly, have you ever seen it?
3: No, I have not.
2: No. And I know Jay hasn't seen it. Nope. We can uh, just do a whole other podcast called Jay and Carly Watch Old Shit That Jerry Loves. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Um, I've reviewed this it's, not only it's on- It's a mouthful, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know,
1: if it involves me, I'm glad when someone says it's a mouthful.
2: <laughs> so, Uh-oh.
1: I love this movie so much, I made Kenneth uh, do it with me. And I my love for this movie is so well known <laughs> that when- uh, the Skeleton Crew I w- Just to clarify I was the pitcher
0: <laughs>
1: Just to clarify No he wasn't uh, When The Skeleton Crew did their review Of this movie to you know Wrap up some Universal Classics I got to come on to do it just because of my Love for this fucking movie So if you want to hear an updated Review of The Black Cat go listen to The Skeleton Crew one And if you want to hear me and Kenneth do it in the very beginning of kill the cast. You can check that out. I have a little bit of a harder time listening to that because we didn't have our groove yet. All right. We're going in the top three territory. Jay, you already hit the sound effect. What's, what's your number three?
2: My number three is the mist who fucking slow clap there, buddy. I fucking <laughs> love this movie. Holy shit, man. From the ballsy ending that a lot of plays, a lot of movies don't have the balls to do, uh, that's nice and bleak, to all the, the Lovecraftian style imagery. I fucking... So I've read... I've only read one collection of Lovecraft stories, but I love the thought of other dimension, otherworldly monsters, and the way he describes them and their designs and the Cthulhu mythos and all that other stuff. So when a movie does it so well, it just, it draws me in. The acting is fantastic. The fucking Punisher is in it. You can't beat that. (laughs) Uh, The characters, the, the, the way that they, they argue with each other. I'm trying to think of the way to word this. Oh, Um, dude, the, the, the fucking uh, aspect of uh, how dynamics, how crazy
1: a religious person will get. In a end of times type scenario. Right. And the way that, that that people can use religion to start slowly convincing everyone to take your side when it's highly fucking illogical what they're trying to say. The it's another movie where paranoia really fucking gets its grip in.
2: Yes. The the action and then if you have the special edition, there's a black oh, and white God. cut of the movie
1: that's so beautiful
2: really just adds another element another layer of of something i don't even know what the word i'm looking Uh, for for
1: me it does better with the special effects it actually kind of makes the special effects look better because it hides some
2: stuff it feels like a super serious version of a 60s monster movie at this point when you add the black and white um i probably still i think personally i still prefer the color version um, just because I don't have that nostalgic attachment to black and white horror films, but I will say that I watched it in black and white and I, I can absolutely appreciate it. And it's a yeah. gorgeous thing to witness and to, to just... have
1: a ending that you changed. And the author is like bra fucking, Oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Like you one up Stephen King. Yeah. Like that God, doesn't Frank happen Therabon, very often. And it definitely doesn't happen where he admits you one upped him. So yeah. in fact it's the only really time I can think of him actually fucking doing it. So man yeah, that fantastic
2: fucking choice. Yeah, so that's that's man, if you haven't seen this movie, I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life, but you need to watch this movie. It's it's one of my all time, Well, obviously, it's one of my all time favorites in my fucking we're talking about top 10 horror movies here. But just just watch the damn movie because it's amazing. And if you get a chance, check out the black and white version because it just adds something. And if you're watching it legitimately, it means you have the special edition. Uh, listen to Frank Darabont's uh, intro to it and why he likes it and why he wanted to do a black and white version, because it just it gives you a better outlook on on what you're about to watch.
1: Yes. All right, Kenneth, you're number three.
2: Trailer Park of Terror.
4: I knew this was gonna be on here. <laughs> it's so much fun, though, man. <clears throat> I mean, how, I, I, has anybody else seen it besides me and Jerry? No. <laughs> you should watch it. I mean, it's it's a movie about these kids, and they their their bus gets broke down, and they wander into this trailer park, and the trailer park is like. Uh, full of these people that, that they did, they committed some crime or something like that. So they're, it's almost kind of like the 2000 maniacs. So, but they're stuck in their trailer park and they've got to kill us, get a certain amount of souls overnight. And it, the, it's got great humor in it. It's got a great soundtrack. The special effects are fucking amazing. I mean, it's, it's just, it's fucking hilarious. It, so, it's a
1: really good movie. I just don't see it as a top 10 movie. It is for but me. But I, I knew Kenneth was going to put it in there.
4: It's so good. So if you ever get a chance,
2: check it out.
3: What's yeah. it called again? Trailer Tra- Park of Terror?
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. I feel like I've watched that. It's, it's fucking great. <laughs> I feel like I've watched that. It sounds familiar, but I'd have to see a clip to know for sure. Uh, I think I think you watched Trailer Park of Anal. Mm, that mm-hmm. de- I definitely watched that, but that's yeah. besides the point. Speaking of Anal... Uh, Carly, what's
1: your number three?
0: Excuse me?
2: (laughs) I didn't know
1: if it would be more offensive to say speaking of trailer parks or speaking of anal.
3: (laughs) Fair enough. And those
1: were my only segues.
3: Yeah, yeah. I understand, but, um... My number three is Scream from 1996, of course. Uh, This is another one of the ones that got me into horror. This and Halloween were like the first two horror movies I had ever seen. And Scream, I mean, back then I I loved it, and now I love it even more. I mean, you know, it's just, um, there's so many references to older horror movies in it that I did not get when I was younger. And I just love it for that and it just has great rewatchability for me once again
2: i think it's awesome that two of the first movies that got you into horror was a movie that helped invent the slasher genre and a mm-hmm. movie that is the like most meta slasher movie like i think that's such an awesome pairing
3: yeah it's pr- yeah cuz like i mean my mom loved the slasher movies and yeah, those just happened to be the first two. So, yeah, it is pretty cool. I never thought of it that way.
1: Fair enough. All right. My number three is Gojira from 1954. For anyone who doesn't know, that is the original Japanese version of Godzilla. As yes, was. they are different. And they are very different. The American one is called Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and it has tons of additional scenes and a bunch of stuff taken out. But... The original Gojira is one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. It is absolutely horrifying. There are some scenes in there that were taken out, if you've only ever seen the American one, where they are actively talking about the nuclear bombs that were dropped on Hiroshima. And it's it's haunting. It really is haunting. If you look into how this movie was made, what they went through, um, the director of Shiro Honda actually went through... On his way back from uh, his military service, went through the destroyed city of Hiroshima, so he saw firsthand what the what damage was caused. And there, there's a scene in this where like it's just a woman holding her two kids, saying, "Don't worry, we'll be with daddy soon," and it's just heartbreaking. Damn, uh, they they legit show like you. Feel the because a lot of Godzilla movies I don't consider them horror even though they're giant monster movies because they do not show the impact of human death. This one shows the impact of human death. This one really does hit home. It is a very serious movie. And if you oh, I don't like these movies because it's just a fucking guy in a rubber suit. You need to sit down and watch the original Gojira and actually show it the respect and pay attention. And you will see how devastating of a film it actually is. Um, I really cannot speak high enough about it. And it's my it's my number three when it comes to horror. Because it deeply, deeply sits into me. How fucking just. If this realistically happened. This movie is the best movie to show what would happen if someone actually bombed your city. So. That's it. Alright, let's let's go into number two. Uh let's uh let's go to Kenneth. what's your number two?
4: Friday the thirteenth, part seven.
1: Part I I didn't know I was wondering where your Friday the thirteenth was. And I but I, I was starting to think since you didn't have Hellraiser on there, you wouldn't have a Friday the thirteenth.
4: Yep, that's it. Part seven. It's my favorite. It was my favorite in the series. I'm not gonna sit here. It's not the best in the series. Because Part 4, to me, is the best in the series. But Part 7 is my favorite. It's the one that I that has the most rewatchability for me. It had the best-looking Jason, by far. And, I mean, I just really enjoy it. And I also like the... the uh, a lot of people don't like it. They think it's stupid that they've got the telekinetic girl in there to kind of battle it out with Jason.
2: But oh, I love I, that.
4: I thought it was a great fucking idea. I thought it was really, really a good idea to... You know, have somebody battle it out, actually battle it out with Jason and not just, you know, a bunch of people getting killed over and over again. I mean, because fuck, you know, you look at the first six movies, The granted they're good, but you look at the first six movies and it, it, at that point I think it was time to have a change. And even though they the, originally they wanted to go with the Freddy versus Jason right there and they couldn't, so that was the main reason why that one got made, it's still, I mean, I thought I thought it was a great spot to have a change in the timeline. Of what was going on in the movies. Agree.
1: I, I actually really I do like Seven.
4: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, Tommy Jarvis. He, you know that that actually was the first to battle it out. But for somebody to be almost at Jason's level, Seven was fucking great.
1: I agree. This makes me excited because I'm using your top twos to make sure if I have your top ones pick. So I think I have everyone's top one locked down what i know it is i have it written i have it written down in front of me
3: Mine's pretty obvious
1: yours is really obvious kansas really obvious is and i'm pretty positive i know jay's so jay what's your number two
2: my number two is also a friday the 13th movie um because as i stated in our very first episode and several times since then friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street are my favorite uh series of of movies uh Mine is part four, however, yeah um, the start of the Tommy Jarvis trilogy, the death of human Jason uh some amazing kills just all around is is probably my most rewatched of them outside. you know what's funny is probably Jason X is probably my second most watched like if I just added up <laughs> each one that I've watched the most, Jason X is probably second next to four Ugh. um. Hey, I'm not saying it's my favorite or it's the best. I'm just saying it's probably the one I've watched the most.
3: I cannot sit through that movie at (laughs) all.
2: (laughs) I think it's a lot of fun. It's so ridiculous. Oh, Oh, God, when he fucking kills him in virtual reality and he's confused afterwards. Oh, fuck. It's so... Just everything about it is good. But, yeah. So, part four. Friday the 13th, part four. Since I can't do the whole series and I can't give my entire top ten to... All of the Friday the 13th and all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Fair enough. I'm uh, Friday the 13th Part 4 is, is my favorite. I'm pretty Friday
1: positive. 13th. I've got your number one locked in then. All right.
4: Real quick. I just ordered Trader Park and Terror on Blu-ray. German import region free. <laughs> oh, there you go. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, I just ordered it, man. like, while y'all were talking about Friday Part 4, job. I was scrolling through Amazon. I was like, uh, gotta have it on Blu-ray. Fair enough. All right. Job. Carly.
1: What is your number right. two?
3: My number two is pretty obvious. Two, probably, because I've shouted it to the skies. But um, Psycho 3 is my number two. And for a while, I had like the first Psycho as my number two of all time. But the more I thought about it, the more I would definitely go back to part three out of all four of the Psycho movies. Because I just find it to be the most fun out of the movies. And, um... You know, I love part one, but I love how uh, this is kind of like Anthony Perkins' love letter to the first movie, and he gives a lot of nods to that first one, and he's just so over the top in this, and you could tell it's very influenced by slashers that were coming out at that time, so I just love it. I love part one and part two as well, but this is the one that I would go back to the most.
1: I, I, I agree with you. Um, Me and Kenneth did a very, very fucking deep
2: dive into Psycho 3
1: covering so much of that fucking movie yeah
2: that uh, was, that, that fucking episode was thick man mm. i wish i was part of that episode
1: oh god that well, it was that episode was fun just because like we we knew we were going to record jay wasn't available and we didn't have anything picked out because the next thing we were going to do we couldn't do without jay so mm. i just asked alex edwards of skeleton crew and mary with children podcast and i was like what do you want us to do he said spider baby but i didn't have that so then he chose psycho three and Kenneth and I sat down and uh, at our own houses and watched Psycho 2 and then Psycho 3 back to back and then nice. that same day jumped into Psycho 3 and just as deep as we could get into that fucking movie. Yeah, was... I think I
4: had like I think I had like 8 or 9 pages worth of notes.
1: Yeah. Even Alex, who Psycho 3 is his favorite fucking horror movie of all time, said that we outdid him on the skeleton crew for psycho three
3: yeah i've heard your episode and i've heard the skeleton crews and i mean i love them both like any podcast that talks about any of the psycho movies i just really always enjoy it like even though they're you know you're talking about the same movies over and over again i don't care i'll listen to everything i'm i'm
1: that way with jaws i judge people on their podcast of jaws yeah
4: carly who carly who did it better though
3: oh I mean, I love you guys. I, I I can't. I can't. You put me on the spot here. I love both. I love both the crew and you guys. So. I was about to say because
1: so. like they all listen to the show. If you, I know. Like I we're even. gonna have like they're all gonna come after you if you if you say wrong. But that I'll protect you.
0: Yeah, it's okay it's to like... pick
1: us. That's okay. <laughs> there there's shows they've done that they've killed us on. So Psycho Three is just one that I'm just really proud of. Just because we of did how it deep. <laughs> we did do it better. We uh, did it better. I, I love the crew. I'm I'm a crew fanboy. I was on so many fucking episodes of their their last year that it's not even fucking funny. So much so that people started including me in tags for Skeleton Crew, and they now their Black Cat reviews better than us. But that's okay because I was on that review. ha! <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. All right. Uh, so I guess it's to me now. And that would be John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. Uh, we've talked about it before. You can listen to our Alien versus The Thing show. Um, I love everything about the movie: the atmosphere, the paranoia, the mystery. Watching it every time to just try to find a little extra piece of mystery in the background. Um, and like Jay said, there's not much more we can say about it. If you don't, if you dislike John Carpenter's thing, one, you're a fucking communist. Two, <laughs> uh, I I will fucking Marty McFly back in time to fucking try to convince your mom to have some kind of weird illegal Mexican abortion to remove you from this planet because Here, the planet does not need He's gonna
4: go back time holding a coat hanger. Yeah.
1: Mexican. The, the, <laughs> the <laughs> The, the world doesn't need that kind of negativity in it, is what I'm trying to say. If you don't love John Carpenter's The Thing, you're fucking dead to me. That's all I'm saying. Austin, Austin Showyer of the Woodsboro Brothers would back me up on this. Yeah, he would. Exactly. Cool Alright, guys. It is time. The number one movies. Number one. And, one, and I've one, got everyone one. picked out, so we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to see if I'm right. I've got it written down in front of me. Which doesn't now, matter because mine, no one believes you have me. to
2: get the exact entry correct. I,
1: I can tell you right now what it is, but I'll let you do it. Okay. But, uh, uh, fucking, here, I'll tell you what. Here's a picture of, just to prove it, I'm gonna, I just sent a picture to our, our chat for Kill the Cast, which Carly won't see, but that oh. proves that I've got everyone knocked down. So Jay, go right ahead and tell me <laughs> I'm wrong.
2: You are correct, sir. Good job. I don't. All know right, the other humanoids because... of the deep for Jay. Man, yes, it, it is humanoids the from deep. the deep. No, no, no. The remake
1: is... actually that was made
2: <laughs> for TV. What? Really? Is that a thing? Yeah, they remade that in Piranha. Oh Lord, that sounds terrible. It is. Um, my number one is Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three: The Dream Warriors. Uh, This is the start of what I call the Dream Power Trilogy. It's a trilogy within the franchise, much like the Tommy Jarvis Trilogy, where all three, number three, four, and five, all link, and they're all about people with abilities inside of dreams, whether it be the warriors, the master, or the child. Um, I have always... So I've always loved this series, obviously. It's one of the first ones I've ever seen as a kid. Um, I've always been fascinated by dreams, and the idea of being able to control your dream and give yourself abilities within a dream is always something that I've found really, really cool. And so for my favorite horror movie franchise to explore that is, it just makes it my favorite entry. It's a better sequel than number two is. Number two kind of just stands on its own, whereas this is kind of a direct sequel to one. We get the return of Nancy. Uh, we get the death of Nancy. So that's kind of cool. Uh, that should make Jerry happy. It does. Um, but, and then you've got the nerd kid who's, who can't walk, who's in a wheelchair, who turns himself into a fucking wizard. I like that. I just, it just, I like it. I, that's the, yeah. everything about it is I, good. Go I had ahead. a, I had a joke for, for this, but
1: I decided not to say it out of respect for your number one.
2: Oh, but I want to hear it now.
1: My, uh, my favorite position of the, 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 Power trilogy is the off position.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, it's got a nurse with really nice tits in it. So that's hey, something. she was
1: in an episode of Married with Children, also.
2: Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Uh, it's got Lawrence Fishburne when he was going by Larry Fishburne <laughs> before he became like a serious actor and changed his name to Lawrence. Or well, yeah. started going by Lawrence, and before
1: his daughter it's just, got it's into got
2: porn. one of the best. <laughs> uh, one of the best quotable freddy lines welcome to primetime bitch isn't is that the one that has the heroin needles into the arm yes,
1: yes. i see i did i will say i will say
2: that to me is one of the coolest things ever yeah he turns his claws into uh until needles and injects the the person with them it's just i don't know i just that's that's it i like it because Fair of enough. That. all right carly
1: what is your number one
3: okay my number one is the shining
1: all right Uh, jay did i call it you (laughs) called it thank you
3: yeah i mean i've pretty much not kept that a secret i post it like everywhere but um yeah i mean the shining it is like a two and a half hour movie and i hate long movies and But for some reason, this is one that just flies by for me. I could put it on at any time. Like, I would rewatch it every night if I had the time. And it just never gets old to me for some reason. I mean, it's like a slower burn movie, too. I don't know what it is. I just, I love it. The musical score throughout it is just so intense. Even when nothing's going on, it makes you feel like something bad is about to happen. And... I just love uh, Jack Nicholson's performance and the atmosphere and everything about it. That is my movie and it will always be my number one.
1: Fair enough. All right,
3: Kenneth. Just tell
1: what him. What is here. your number one? What? Just tell him.
4: It's The Exorcist. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Oh, I knew that.
2: <laughs> nice.
4: Yeah. He, he he everybody knows it, man. I talk about The Exorcist all the time. It was fucking fantastic the 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 practical effects that were done in it uh, for its time were amazing. The guys did such a great job. Uh, then you've got the the whole the whole big amount of lore that comes around with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's all these stories that about shit that happened on the set and blah blah blah. You know that was great. And then on top of that, I think it was a perfect film to come out when it did because we didn't have the looseness that we have now of you know, religion and things like that. I mean, hell now, you know, people walk around with leggings with upside down crosses on them. You never had shit like that back in that time, back when the movie came out in 73. So, you know, I think it was perfect for when it came out to really get underneath people's skin because the people really hadn't seen anything like that at that time period other than, you know, like like Rosemary's Baby. Or, or the omen, or something like that, that come out around the same time, but nothing to the to the severity of seeing a little girl get possessed by a demon and then you know just going apeshit. I mean, if not anything else, nobody had ever seen a young girl, you,
2: you know, herself with a crucifix before. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nobody had ever seen any shit like that. So I think everything surrounding that movie was fucking great. That the the actors that they chose were great. You know, uh, Linda Blair playing Reagan at such a young age was fucking phenomenal. It was great. You know, her her career didn't really go that far after that. But, you know, that's beside the point. But, I mean, it was great. The music is fucking iconic. It, I mean, hell, it's at the beginning of our show. You yes. know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's it, the music is fucking iconic. The time period that it came out was fucking was perfectly chosen. It was almost damn near right after the book's release that the movie was well, that the movie was started. It wasn't one of those that went a while. It was literally right after. I mean, it was... It, to me, it's just amazing. I agree there. Alright, I guess
1: that awesome. uh, that leaves me. Uh, it is no surprise to anyone what my favorite horror movie is. It's been my favorite horror movie since I was five years old. It has never Child's been knocked play. away. What? <laughs> Child's play. All right, Tonto, let's calm down over there. Uh, It's been my favorite movie since I was five. No movie has ever come close to knocking it out of its place ever in my fucking life. And that is Jaws. I think this is an absolutely perfect movie. Uh, The flaws in it are so minimal that it's it's hard to even... Like, you're just nitpicking at that point. The acting is, is fantastic. It is... If there's pe- I know there's people out there that go, oh well it's not a horror movie. Fuck you. Okay? Just just fuck you. You were, or if you think that you're a dried up dickling, cum guzzling son of a fuck face cocker spaniel and Whoa. you're not worth my time. Jaws is Damn. the greatest horror movie ever made to me. It shows fear from so many different levels. The fear of a of a child's face. The fear of a parent, the fear of a, a financials, the fear of a town, the fear of losing your job, the fear of being out in the unknown in an uncomfortable situation, trying to deal with a force of nature that has no rules that it has to follow. There's no moral guidelines. It can do whatever the fuck it wants to. It is the greatest... Creature feature ever made. It's the greatest natural disaster movie ever made to me because I, I I tend to put natural creatures on a ruck with natural disasters because to me it is a natural disaster. And uh, there's the fucking what they were able to do with that movie, even when the shark wasn't working, the three barrels thing. It's fantastic. The transfer on the Blu-ray is one of the greatest transfers ever made. and if you ever get a chance, watch the special features on there where they actually go through everything they did to make to clean up that fucking movie. It is phenomenal. Um, I, I it, it's so good that no matter what they would have done for a sequel, there's no there's no topping it. there's no coming close. I don't think there is another movie that no matter what. You can't improve on it. You just can't. So, with that being said, Jaws is my number fucking one. And okay. bam! Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to awesome? say it's a good movie. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of depressed none of you fuckers had Jaws in your list. I don't for have a word for it the way you do. Very fucking suspicious. Carly is now the coolest person here. Besides mm. me. <laughs> no, she my is it open as
4: it's winter,
2: so I think I'm the coolest person here.
4: I left it out of my list because I knew it was going to be your number one, and why should anybody else talk about it other than you?
2: Yeah, it's true. That's clearly why Jerry left Nightmare on Elm off his list. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why nobody else chose The Exorcist.
1: Uh, no, I, I didn't base anything off my list like that. I, just, I know, uh... we're fucking joking
4: i uh, I straight up left it out of my list. Please. No, I, I
1: believe, Kenneth, uh, I had Nightmare Gnome Street on the list, but it was Schindler's list. <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, guys, that is our top 10. We'd love to know your top 10s. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a post in the Facebook group to see whose top 10 you aligned the most with. And I know I'm going to lose that one. Um, I actually, God, whose list do you think is going to, I think it might be Carly. I think Carly might have the most the uh,
3: most like mainstream generic list so yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, fair enough. Um so, with that being done, uh make sure you you comment on the birthday bash stuff. Uh our, as we go into March, we've got some special stuff for you. Our next episode will be on a movie that has been heard twice now. <laughs> in this episode and that is Silent Hill. Yes, we are going into March as our video game month and we will cover we will have two episodes that will cover it and it will be Silent Hill. And then after that, the episode to end the month, we will be bringing five horror video games each to talk about. So hopefully you'll hear some that you never thought of playing. Maybe you'll you'll like them, you'll want to play them now. and you'll just get to generally hear us talk about our favorite horror mo- horror video games, which is going to be super fucking fun. Just because who doesn't like horror video games? So that'll it, be March. Exactly. Uh, we'll also have uh, hopefully sometime in March we've got to record uh, more uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters commentaries. Which uh, the second episode has hit the live feed so you can get that. Or you can check it out a month early on our Patreon for $4 a month. Definitely hit check that out. We've got Top 5 Friday videos coming. Carly, where are you at on that? Um, we've wow. got, we've got tons of episodes planned that involve Carly. We've got, um, what do we got? Uh, it's coming up soon. We'll have the February horror pack edition. So that'll be fucking dope. Yeah.
2: We, and we're working on a special guest. Hopefully if they fucking contact me, I don't want to hype it up too much in case it doesn't happen, but yeah. Jay's contacting a somebody? guest.
1: I've got a guest I'm talking to. Hopefully we'll line that up in the future and we'll we'll be doing that. Um, other than that, I don't think we have any house cleaning news. We've got a bunch of episodes planned, so we'll see what fucking happens.
2: I want to say, if you're listening to this show and you're listening to the end, I'd like you to interact with us. Uh, tell us what you want. Help us guide the show. Because right now we're just doing whatever the fuck we want. And we'll still do whatever we want, but we'd love to hear feedback. I know personally, I'd love to know what uh straight to the kill videos people would like me to do besides Jerry. Uh <laughs> but yeah, we we totally will will cater our content to what you guys want to see uh within reason. If you guys interact with us, uh the Facebook group and our Facebook page are probably the best places to do that. So, if you are listening and you're this far in the show, then then hit us up. Talk to us. Yeah, Tell us what also to hear and or see
1: throw us some itunes reviews uh we're gonna have another giveaway soon and uh i think it's gonna be um i think we might do a mystery box giveaway just because i like doing those i have a huge fucking box of shit to give away so i think it's about time so sometime soon we're going to do a giveaway and to be in that giveaway you either need to be doing one of two things that is be a patreon or give us an itunes review because everyone will be accepted and we'll be doing that um Sorry, there hasn't been a KFC. Me and Jay just haven't been able to line up,
2: but yeah, hopefully my soon. My we'll... schedule's being weird now. I'm all over the place because fucking yeah. retail. We may just have to do a really
1: late KFC one night.
2: Yeah, I'm down. I'm always up late anyway. Yeah, so we'll do
1: that. Other than that, uh, make sure you check out Carly on Netflix and Chill Horror Podcast and the Unofficial Horror Pack Podcast. Also, you can check out her YouTube channel, which should be YouTube.com/slash. Carly three one seven where she is putting out stuff, but she's not putting out top five Friday videos, which is lame. I'm Ooh. sorry. Look, I don't want your excuses. Okay.
3: <laughs> I just said, I'm sorry. It wasn't even an excuse.
1: Okay. Look, I don't want your 2007 emo songs. Okay. Explaining <laughs> to me why you're not doing these videos,
2: but she's not Oh fucking K.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> I got three probably cheers. probably going
2: down swinging, but that's besides the point. <laughs>
1: Whoa. God, I have so <laughs> many emo references I could drop because I listen to emo music, but I'm yeah, not going to do too. that right now. Okay, so that's it for us. We will see you next time. Uh, join us as we dive into Silent Hill, which Kenneth is really excited for because obviously it's in his top ten. He fucking loves Silent Hill. So that'll be balling. I'm gonna order the Blu-ray tonight so I can check out the special features. And other than that, anyone got anything they wanna say? Huh? Huh?
2: No. Nope. Rate us. Watch us.
1: Talk to us. For right. a second there, I thought he said rape us. And I was like, this is <laughs> yeah. not a
2: Nirvana song. You need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> if you can find me and you want to, then that's fine. I'm open. I won't press charges. <laughs> so pegging. I said raping.
1: Yeah, well, I can, pegging can be raping.
2: That's true, but not exclusively. <laughs> I'm just checking.
1: All right, Kenneth, you sounded like you had something to say. Show me the way to go home. Doom, doom, dom, I'm tired and or I want to, to go bed. to bed.
0: I had a little drink about an hour.